Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bobblehead Podcast. We're glad you're here. We have uh, an interesting topic today that once again came in from some of our our listeners and our YouTubers. Um, and the idea is really about being an entrepreneur and starting your own business. And so the question is, um, when do I know it's the right time to start my own business? So uh, we talk about a lot of stuff before that that is not even partly on the topic, but I think you may find interesting anyway. And then we dive into that briefly about exactly what my ideas are around when it's time and how do you know it's time to start your own business. So hope you get something out of this and um, welcome. So and, and it, watching um, anyway, the, the, it's a future it's a future podcast. So I'm, I saw the light. So. There's a, that's a future podcast. And I'll, I'll, I want to do that for the boys. And I've even told Jamie, I, I'd like to take them somewhere with their wives and go, this is how you do it. And it's, it's not as much about the eating thing. It's about daily things. Like, I don't want to ruin it by talking too early about it, but there's certain things of as a man and you're with a lady, where do you walk? Right. Um, going up and down stairs, up and down escalators and elevator. And once you understand why behind it, it all makes perfect sense. Right. Even what you do, like like how who walks through a powered what turnstile or whatever yep. first versus an unpowered one, yep. right? Like yep. there's a lot of that stuff that's different. And, and so much of it is driven by societal norms too. Mm. Actually, it all goes back to the why of it. All goes back to really logical reasons why. Yeah. Even down to where your knives and forks go. And where your where you set the table, and how you, what you use first and stuff. Once you understand the why, it's not as much about the correct way to do things, but the ways that it really just makes sense. Yeah, right. So anyway, another day, another time. I, I feel like we just use this is for a future podcast as like a dumping ground for everything that we like were unprepared to talk about. Pretty much. It, <laughs> I, that's, I, I think we call that bobblehead podcast. Right. Like I, I, I think I think if, if so, for to go look at. Every time we said we that's a different that's a future podcast, we'd have a whole like year oh, year yeah. worth no of topics to talk about. No doubt. I, and I don't know. And Sophie, have we done this? Have we gone back and taken all of our recordings and put them through where we've dictated it, like where it goes through? So we need to do that. We need to go through because so we talked about doing that like a year ago, where we go through and take um, all of our voice stuff and have voice recognition turn it into, into text. So that way we can go back and go, have we ever talked about this? And we can do a search for it. And it pulls up and goes, yeah, we've talked about it like four times. Maybe it shouldn't happen again. Yeah. Or <laughs> I thought we talked about that, but we haven't. Or, we actually we, haven't. Yeah. or we find out the one year's worth of podcast that we can still do. That's a, we, that's a future Because I have great ideas in the moment. I just don't remember them five minutes later. And, but the thing about that is like the, we, we can talk about that in a future podcast. We can talk about talking about future podcasts in a future podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. man, it's been a minute. It has been three weeks since we were here. It has been. Yeah, there's been a lot that's going on. It has been lots going on. Um, it's you know, it, it always this time of year. It's like the, the middle of October. It's like things start spinning up um, both personally, professionally. And November starts getting kind of crazy. Yeah. And then December is just flipping chaos yeah it's just it's a whirlwind man you know and and for me you know, like the, the ending of high school football for Peyton you yeah. know like I feel like we've, we've kind of gone through this update and you know they they had their they played their last game they won the first round and again I don't think we've talked about it since then but then they 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 lost in the second round well, and uh yeah and, and they lost decisively yeah 
in the which, second which half. Which really, if you're going to lose, that's the way to lose. Yeah. You know, I mean, that sounds bad, but. And, and it was, I think you asked me going into the game, you know, that whole entire week, you know, we, we were going into that second round knowing that, that it was likely going to be the end. Yeah. Right? And I texted you before the game and you're like, how are you doing? And I think my response to you was like actively trying not to cry. Yeah. You know, but in, in there's so much reflection that happened during that week. Right. And I think the most beautiful thing that happened is as soon as the game started, I, I didn't worry about it. I didn't mm-hmm. think about, is this the end? I didn't, right. I stayed immersed in the moment and wasn't trying to film the moment so I can relive it later. Wasn't trying to do anything other than just enjoying the heck out of where I was and who I was there with mm-hmm. and why we were there. Right. You know, and it didn't even hit me until, dude, it was like the last 30 seconds of the game. Like oh, we, really? We all stood up and like I put my arm around Lisa and like the tears came in. Yeah. You know, and, and it was afterwards, I got to hug Peyton on the field afterwards and there were some really cool pictures taken of it and mm-hmm. didn't realize it until it was over that I just lived through a core memory of my yeah. life and through Peyton's yeah. life, you know? And I remember I texted you that. I said, yeah. you're, there's going to be things about what happens in the next two hours or three hours that you're going to remember the rest of your life. Yeah, and, and it was so cool. I think the most beautiful thing about that moment was staying immersed in the moment. Yeah. And not trying to, again, capture it for later, mm-hmm. not trying to think about, like, jump forward and think about what it's going to be like afterwards, just living in that moment, yeah. you know? And, and I think all too often we are spent, we spend so much time trying to capture the moment when we're in the moment mm-hmm. and it, and it kills the beauty of it. It kills the depth of it because instead of saying immersed, we're trying to take a picture of it or we're trying to film it or we're trying to, and right. when you're doing that, you're so focused on the picture or the filming yeah. of it yeah. that what memory are you trying to recall? Is uh-huh. it the memory? Is it the core memory or yeah. is it trying to capture right. the core memory? Cause the reality is all a photo does is remind you of a time. It doesn't remind you of the moment, right? Right. And it should remind you of the emotions felt in that moment, mm-hmm. right? And there's, I mean, it's like trying to film your, take pictures of your own wedding, right? Yeah. There's there's professionals, there's there's people all over the country in the different professions that can capture that moment for you in a relivable fashion, yeah. right? But, and it reminded me, we went to the Eagles concert. I think, I, you know, we talked about that. Yeah. And one of the things that struck me the most is mm-hmm. if you go to a concert these days, and you look across the crowd, what do you see? Phones everywhere. You see phones everywhere. Mm-hmm. One of the most surprising and coolest things that entire concert is the Eagles are an older band. So sure. the demographic is older. Yeah. Tim, there were no no phones recording. Oh, that's awesome. Zero. They were just in the moment. They, were, they were in the moment, right? And yeah. I was like, man, that is so yeah. freaking cool. Yeah. That, you know, first of all, they probably can't figure out how to use your iPhone in the dark. That's a complete, that's a podcast for another day. But, <laughs> actually, but it really actually, was. Actually, what it was, everybody had their lights on, their cameras. They just know how to get them off because they actually were trying right. to run. But it was <laughs> just, it was, it was people <laughs> living in the moment. And you could see them smiling and holding hands and interacting with each other because mm-hmm. the, the, the emotion of being at a concert like the Eagles for a lot of them yeah. were called core memories of the past. Because it was probably, they, you know, every time you go to Eagles concert, you know, which was like 12 one. years ago, that was their last one, and 12 right. years later, they're still going. But but yeah, you think this may be the last time I ever see them. Yeah, and, and so for me, it just like the football game and the emotions of living in the moment and not trying to recapture it while it was happening yeah. tied in so nicely with that Eagles concert because it was you just don't see stuff like that very so often. So tell me this, and I had this experience last week. Um, we were in Florida with the kids, and, um, and, and, and something happened, I'll tell you in a minute. But tell me, and I'll kind of give you a, a truism. You tell me if you think it's right or not. Is when you see something in the moment, and you know, and there's something about that moment, you know that it's special, right? And, and it's not you didn't try to do it; you, it just happens, and, and you didn't you didn't plan on it happening, but you see it, and you know it's special. Um, 
and it goes, you know, part of it goes back to, I think we've talked about on the podcast of, you know, spending time with kids, quality time versus quantity time. And it takes the quantity of time to build, to make the quality time because you can't pick the quality times. The quality times just happen. I think we talked about, you know, how I can remember the stuff that I was a kid that I remember were not things that my dad or my mom tried to make as a quality moment. It just happened. Mm -hmm. right? And those are things I remember. And so this happened to me last week and it was last Thursday, Thanksgiving day. We're in Florida. Um, really blessed stayed at a, a cool beach house on the beach different than we normally do and um jamie had, and i've worked really hard on on cooking that morning getting everything just right and we had this was i guess the second year that we had the boys there so for those you're listening don't know my, my I have two daughters that are what four years apart give or take and uh, they both got married within the last year two years of each other um two years and then 11 months of each other and so we have boys in our house, which is new, new to us. But um, it was kind of cool because we got Jamie and I set the table up, got it all done, and I'm like, "Okay, are we ready?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I I stood there and looked at the table, and um, I just froze. And I just got these tears in my eyes. I don't know if you saw it or not, but um, Sophie, I'm sorry. Those <laughs> you're listening, I'm pointing to Sophie. Um, but it hit me because I knew that moment was special and I'm like this is a big change for our family now in that you know used to we used to go to my parents we go somebody else's and it was about them putting everything together and Jimmy and I looked at each other like this is our moment for our family and um, it was a big moment for me and it was hard for me not to get emotional about it but you know I, I didn't plan on that and I just looked at the table and I looked at what all you know and it just hit me and so I think for me personally is I know those moments when they happen. I don't plan on them. I just, when it happens, I'm going, wow, that's special. Um, somebody taught me years ago, instead of taking pictures, take mental pictures. Like if you know it's a moment, then focus on in your mind, almost taking a picture with your brain. Yeah. So I can look back and remember exactly what that table looked like. I can remember exactly where the kids are sitting. I can remember exactly what the weather was outside. I can tell you exactly where I was standing, where Jamie was standing. I, I mean, I'll be able to look back 20 years from now and tell you and almost repaint the picture, you know, and tell you in my mind exactly what that was. Because it was a moment because I wanted to I want to take a mental picture of that because it was a it was a moment in time of quality time. And I think if you were trying to prepare for it or trying to actively trying to take a picture that would recapture the moment, it would have prevented no, it you from, have from letting Absolutely. it in the moment, right? Because you're because you're trying to make something happen that may or not be the moment, right? Yeah. It has to be just happen. It's, it's the moments, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, when it's Sophie and Brendan's wedding, I may get choked up here, but when, when there was a moment where, you know, I, times I pulled up in a, in an old Bronco and, and she got out of the, she got out of the, you know, opened, opened the door, we walked down the aisle and, um, I thought that, and that was really special. And I, I know that's going to be the moment that was going to be it. But the reality was it was before that even happened when I got her in the Bronco and we couldn't start the Bronco. I had to jump start it with the bad, this other battery thing and the look on her face and the look on my face. And we finally got it started and just seeing, you know, the relief on her face and then me, and we kind of looked at each other and you know, that was a moment I'll, I'll never forget. And I won't, I'll remember the other one, but the other one was walking down and, and Brendan, you know, looking at me and he and I are both just crying and 
hug each other and and the special moment that was and man i didn't know that was going to happen yeah um but i'll remember it you know for the rest of my life i remember those moments and so uh you know it just they just happen and i'll bet you that stuff was captured by who you hired to capture the moment yeah but 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 even the pictures don't really do it justice of what it was right and, and, and it kind of helps us remind us of the day and those different moments that, you know, there's certain things of the pictures that we got back that I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Or I forgot about that. And it reminds us of, the, of those moments. But the things I remember are not what the pictures are about. They're just of that moment. And there was something else that happened at that moment that was really cool. Yeah, as I think through it, you know, when you look at wedding photos, since we're, we're on that topic, the best photos aren't the the, the bride and the groom and, and their you know, the, the bridesmaids and the groomsmen. They're the father of the bride, right? always. Yeah. It, it's, it's, those are like those stock photos, those canned photos are never yeah. like where, where you can tell the emotion of the moment, right? It's mm. always those candid photos that, that are, that are taken of two people living in the moment. Yeah. And don't even know that the picture is being taken. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they can look back yeah. on that and, and, and re-experience the emotion that they felt inside of that moment. Yeah. Where again, like when you're all lined up, you're just worried about getting the picture done with, because yeah. there's, there's no emotion associated with that. Right. I mean, there's happiness and whatnot, but not the depth of the moment that you're experiencing when you're living that core, that core memory. Yeah. That, that was one of the, that was reminding me of, of when, um, you know, when, when Colin Reagan got uh, engaged that, you know, Reagan somewhat knew, but I think Brendan had, Brendan did the video. Is that right? Brendan did, for, for the uh, engagement. Did you just picture somebody? I forget what it was, but I don't think Reagan even knew where the camera was. And so to be able to capture those moments with her, not knowing that all this is going That's on, that somebody cool, said yeah. was really cool. And it was the same thing for uh, Brendan and Sophie's engagement. And, and that Brendan of course knew, but, but, uh, and I'll, I'll quickly tell the story because it's a really cool story. Um, we were in Arizona outside of Scottsdale. Where was it? Uh, Sedona. Yeah, beautiful place. And Brendan, Brendan's really good at coming up with cool places. He had been there before. Anyway, Sophie had no idea. They think they thought they, were, they thought they were going up to take um, some wedding video and photos of another couple that they were meeting up on these rocks somewhere. And it really wasn't that. It was actually Sophie and and uh, and to see you know, the look on her face and the raw emotion of, she knew the cameras were there, the videos, but she didn't think they were for her. And so when that happened, she wasn't focusing on all of that. It was just shock and awe of, wait a minute, this is about us. This isn't about this other couple. And to see the video of that is really cool because it's it's raw, it's real, and it's not scripted, right? And for Brendan, it was somewhat scripted because he had to plan the whole thing out. But but her reaction and what actually took place was kind of different. So it was really cool. But those yeah. are those are those special moments for sure. Yeah, it's it's really neat, and, and that's something that I think that I know I've tried to do over the last couple of years is stop worrying about capturing the moment and just live it. Yeah, just I, let I, it be. I have so many, so much less pictures and so many less videos of kids doing stuff or us doing stuff as a family. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that it was less, it was less of an experience or oh, yeah. that there was less emotion. It was yeah. actually, it was, a, I think it was a richer moment because again, I wasn't so worried about, about the recreation of the capturing. Of hey, it. You, you and me didn't grow up when there were, there were smartphones with cameras. I mean, oh. the only cameras were like film cameras. Yeah. I mean, people had to draw you. <laughs> with stone, <laughs> stone and chisels. Um, but you know what? We, we remember stuff. Right. We remember our childhood. We remember yeah. those things. So, you know, it, it's just, it, you don't have to have those it, those pictures to remember those things. And, and a quick side, like I think we could do a podcast mini series about how to survive your daughters, both your daughters getting married in like a year and a half. Dude, period. That, that's a, that's a lesson in economics that I'm not sure are something I can even talk about. And dare I say 
a podcast for another day. A podcast for another day. <laughs> Which kind of leads us into, since we've rambled about I, that. I don't even know if we're, we're going to get to the topic today. I think I think we can. I think we can get to it. I, I, but I think it leads to the way you the way you're able to afford those is to have your own company. Okay. So I wouldn't know. So um, I just so, worked for a guy. So we so we had uh, two two questions, and we'll we'll cover this. One. We'll cover the first question in this podcast. It's not a big long answer. Um, then we'll talk. Then on the next podcast, we'll kind of do a follow up to it. And the question from a um, a listener was, "When do you know it's time to start your own business?" Hmm. Um, it's so funny that this came up because just yesterday I spent forty five minutes with a young man who was talking about wanting to do that. Currently works for another company, has this idea, I'm passionate about this one thing, um, and I won't go into what that was. I don't want to ruin his privacy with it, but um, you know, in his mind, he was thinking one direction, and I I didn't tell him what to do, but I kind of gave him some alternatives of some things to think about, which completely changed the trajectory of of kind of how he thought he might be able to do it. And so, what I would say, and, and the answer to that question is. When you see, when you see an opportunity and, and you know, everything about business really comes down to opportunity. And when you see an opportunity that you think you could do something better than someone else, you think that you have an idea that's an unmet, um, I mean, unmet, there's a need out there that's been unmet and you can do it and have an idea of how you can do it, whether that's with a service or a product or whatever else is, you know, what a lot of people do is they get so hyped about what it could be and they think future that I could be millionaires. And so they dream about all this stuff before it ever even becomes a business. So, you know, I, th I think the question, I think the answer to the question is when do you know to start your own business? It's when you've really looked at what you want to do, research the heck out of it, come up with three or four different ways to go about it. We talk about mentors here a lot on the podcast. Yeah. Get with some mentors that have done this before and run it by them. You know, just it's like it's like me having the conversation with the young man yesterday is could have made a hundred thousand dollar mistake really quick because they were he was headed down a path that was not good with the way he was going to do it. Um, but it was a great idea, but just maybe coming at it where it doesn't take as much risk. And so the idea is is when, you, when you've talked to someone about it and you've come up with you know the way you want to do it, come up with a plan, talk through it with someone, and then and only then do you decide, I'm going to pull the trigger. And, and depending on what it is, man, there's a, there's a bunch of ways you can go about it. There's investors. Mm -hmm. You can be saving up your own money. But what I'd recommend is, especially if you have a current job, is to work on it at night. Spend the time at night working on your next gig, coming up with a plan. Do as much as you can possibly do ahead of time at night when you're still working your other job. So you still have income coming in. And so when you do decide to pull the trigger, you've got all that behind you so you can jump into the market quickly. Now, if you have investors, it's a big idea and you've got, you know, $20 million behind you. Yeah. Maybe a different story. Yeah. But I think of the people that are listening, what we're really talking through and it's kind of the entrepreneurial small business starting off bootstrapping, you know, so um, that so I, th I think the answer to the question is when do you know to start it? When you have a pretty concrete plan of of what it is you want to do, what the opportunity is, and how you can fulfill that need in the marketplace, um, you've put together three or four plans. You've run that by some mentors or some people that have done this before, 
and they all have somewhat of a consensus of maybe a, a, a direction for you, that's when you really start step putting one foot in front of the other to go forward. And that's when it just starts, right? It does. And, you know, and, and sometimes it's, um, man, I've known people that started, you know, in, with the internet, it changes the game completely because you can do stuff on the internet and don't have to be a full time, doesn't have to be a full time job. Um, you know, the, the ability to be able to do stuff at night and work three or four hours at night and, and put something out there and get some income coming in that, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you can do business without being on the phone. You can do business with a website out there. You can do business with, you know, having buying product and, and selling that product online. And, and that doesn't take a eight to five in the daytime thing. You can work on it from 10 to one o'clock in the morning and have some income stream coming in. And, you know, not until it's like I told this young man the other day, it says, do this on the side. And when, when that become, when you can making more money on than that, more money doing that than you are with your current job, that's when you yeah. resign and move forward with the other one. Now, with that being said, be careful because if you, if you start paying all of your attention and your energy towards this new idea, you might just get fired from your old job. Yeah. And you now, now you're in a, now you're in a money crunch. Now you're in big trouble. So start off slow and we'll talk more in the next podcast about how do you do that? You know, what are the steps you go through to do that? Um, yeah. So that was, hope that's a good answer. Yeah. I have no depth to add to that, but I, I can add some more context and perspective on, on the next one in, in terms okay. of the, the how to cool. Yeah. I've got, believe it or not, like on this day of our Lord, November, whatever it is, like Gavin <laughs> Tavin has nothing to say. Lock that one down. Right. Put that one in the calendar. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my hands? <laughs> All right, it's a good place to wrap that up. All right, man, enjoyed it. All right, till next time.